Welcome to the Commercial Athlete Podcast, where we talk all things athlete branding and sports marketing. Listen in to hear all the latest industry news, personal stories, and career advice. Join Agency X Directors, myself, Lee Castledine, and marketing gun, Carly Green Medina. Welcome to the Commercial Athlete Podcast. Today, we're joined by Brisbane Raw footballer, Jack Hingott. Jack is an 11-year A-League player, spending nine seasons in Brisbane playing for the Brisbane Raw. Currently on the journey back from an ACL injury, Jack and good friend Asaka Sernak have launched a luxury bag company, One Nine. Using their athlete brands to help sell and promote their product, Jack is also not shy when approaching brands. Welcome to the show. Jack, welcome. Welcome to the Commercial Athlete Podcast. Thank you. It's uh, good to be here. Thanks like, for having me. Do you like the setup? Do It's awesome setup. <laughs> Very good setup. Love the crib too, Carly. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, it's, re- it's looking really good. So I'm, uh, there's big things I'm expecting here. Mate, take us a little bit about your background, you know, to this very day. Okay. Um, I was born in England. That's where it all started. So I, uh, I grew up in England till the age of 14, moved to Australia. Um, and then, yeah, fast forward a bit from there. I've been playing uh, professionally in the, in the A-League now for 11 years um, and nine years with Brisbane Raw. So um yeah, I've been at uh, Brisbane for quite a while now. I don't think there's too many others that have, uh, have been at the club for that long. So that's something um, about me that's probably a bit different to a lot of other, other players. It's a rarity, especially in, in football these days, isn't it? The players moving every six months, 12 months, or just it sport is. in general. I think it there's is. current A-League only one player that's been at a club longer than what you have, and that's Lee Broxham mm-hmm. at Victory. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, he's yeah. thirteen years. Yeah, 13 yeah. years, so I've got a way to go to catch him. But um, <laughs> I think it's a great achievement, and I think it... It tells you a lot about a person, um, you know, it shows a lot of loyalty. Um, but yeah, as you said, in football, it is, it is quite rare being, um, being obviously a worldwide game. There's so many opportunities that do come up for players, um, especially when they're doing well, to go to different countries, um, different cities, different states, wherever you end up. There's so many different opportunities with football. Um, so it is quite rare that, that someone stays at a club. For, for this long. Uh, does A-League have something in place for uh, long-standing single sort of uh, players like yourself or one-club players? They definitely do. Um, do you have to get one more year for a 10-year sort of... Yeah, that's correct. Do you get a watch? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> or I hope so. Um, so I actually got, I got a little award last year um, for 10 years in the A-League and that was from, from the FFA. Um, so that was nice. But um, in terms of even with your contracts and stuff now, they do... They do something where if you had a club for, I think, on your 10th season, um, um, I think it's something like half of your, your, your salary or your wage can be paid outside of the cap as that's well. Good. So that's a, a bit of a bonus. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what they've got going on at the moment. So uh, hopefully if I, when I come back from my injury, hopefully I'm doing well and hopefully um, um, Brisbane, you know, speak to me and, w- and want to speak to me again about, about me staying, um, depending on how I go, I guess. Um, that's something that they can look into as well. So it's definitely opportunities there. And you did mention an injury. What's what's going on at the moment? Yeah, so um, I'm pretty much back now, but I've uh, had a long stint on the sideline, um, ruptured my ACL, which isn't great. It's probably one of the worst injuries you can do, I suppose. Um, so it's been been very tough, and it's I've actually learned a lot about myself um, during this time. But like I said, I'm at the I'm at the good part now, where I'm I'm pretty much back and, and ready to go. I think um, I've got one more one more youth game to get through on the weekend before I'm medically cleared. And then obviously it's up to the coaching staff from from then on when um, when they want to put me back in the squad and yeah I'll, I'll be doing everything I can to to get myself back in the squad as soon as possible. 
So I'm, uh, I'm at the, the good part of the, of the rehab now. I'm pretty much ready to go. So I'm itching to get back out there. So how many months has there been, Jack? Uh, it's nearly 10 months. Yeah, right. um, wow. And I was actually, yeah, and I'm probably one of the, the quicker recoveries um, of, for that injury. So it is a 10 to 12 month injury usually. And I've, um, I've been back playing some games with the youth team and everything for the last probably three or four weeks now. So I had a very smooth rehab. Surgery went really well. Um, so I can't complain too much about that. Didn't enjoy myself too much being on the sideline, as as, as you know. Um, being in, being an athlete, it's um, it's something that is probably one of your worst nightmares, where you can't be out on the pitch with your mates and, and do what you love doing. So, um, it's definitely a, a tough position to be in. But like I said, I've I've learned a lot about myself, and you know I, I feel like I'm coming back stronger than I was before my injury. And what was what's been the hardest part of that recovery? What do you think? Um, I think it's just. With with my where I am in my career, I think obviously I'm, I'm 29, um, so I've still got a bit to go. But it's just you know I, I, I'm at an age now where I just want to be playing every week, um, and it's just a long, long stint off the pitch. So as I said to you before, when you're a professional athlete, your job and your dream, the thing that you dream of is playing football, and that was my dream from a very young age. So. When you can't do that because of an injury, that's just one of the most frustrating things um, for me. And yeah, like every day, the daily basis of, especially early on in the injury, um, watching the boys go out to the pitch to train and I'm going the other way by myself, uh, maybe with a physio down to the gym to do my rehab every day. It gets a bit repetitive and it's, yeah, it's sort of hard to watch, you know, the rest of the guys um, going out into the pitch to train and, you know, the missing out on the banter and you kind of feel a bit isolated at times. Um, so that was probably one of the toughest things you felt. You felt very, well, I felt very lonely um, at times and it's, it's, hard, it's hard to get through um, some days, to be honest. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm buzzing now that I'm back and I'm pretty much ready to go. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I'm back out there soon. It's, I'm sure it's imminent. Yeah, I think that's one, one word you just said is lonely. You know, being through a few rehabs myself, a mm. um, few injuries, long rehabs, long recovery, it's, it's a lonely place. Even though you're part of a team and part of a, a network of people, you are walking in the other direction. And I suppose also with this injury happening at your, this, your stage of your career, you know, you're 29, you hit mm. the infamous 30 mark when, you, when you're an athlete and all of yeah. a sudden it's a, it's a really crucial time for your future as well with, with your contract. So how do you mentally get around that, the fact that you know, every game now you want to get out in the park because you want to show your value still in, yeah. in your team um, and then moving forward, you, know, you want to finish off with Brisbane, you've, you've got another five years, what's your, what's your, career, what's your goals moving forward? Yeah, look, I think I've still got quite a lot of a lot of time ahead of me. Um, I've always been generally quite a fit fit person, um, and anyone anyone who knows me and any of my teammates will tell you that I've always been one of the fittest in the team. So I think that my body usually holds up pretty well, and it can keep going for at least another five years or so. Um, but yeah, as you said, it is an important part of my uh, time in my career, um, especially this season. Coming back from such a big injury, I'm actually coming off contract this year at the end of this season so it's a very vital time for me now um, which is why I made sure I did everything possible to get through my rehab the best I could and um, do everything right and, and make sure I was ready so I can hopefully get myself back in the team start playing well have a good rest of the season and um, yeah and, and from there from there it's hopefully some more opportunities come up for me. And being that age you know around that 30 you, you're starting to to look at your future outside of the game when mm-hmm. you do retire, when that may be. Hopefully it's in a few years' time. Yep. You're starting to put some things together now. How did you approach it 
in your early 20s, I mean, like a lot of athletes, all they want to do is play professional sport and they yeah. give their commercial side or their branding um, a second thought or, or no thought in yeah. some instances. So, you know, when you were in your early 20s, and I remember when I was playing in my early 20s, it was, you know, that's all I wanted to do. I gave mm. no focus to anything else outside of that and there was yeah. no balance in my career either. So how yeah. did you approach it when you were in your 20s compared to, I suppose, in the last few years? We'll talk about that in a second, about your yeah. other business interests, yeah. which, which is pretty exciting to talk about. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm just interested to see your journey. Yeah, I think um, a lot of us are, are the same. Um, I know the last few years it's really picked up, um, having to think about what you're doing outside of football and what you're doing off the pitch and with social media and everything these days now. It's extremely important to, to make sure you are um, showing who you are, um, getting your branding right um, and thinking about other things than just what's happening on the pitch. Um, and you see around the world the best athletes in the world are all doing that and they're all very good at it. Um, but yeah, being... When I was a younger footballer, it's something that... And I think it still happens now with a lot of the younger players. It's something that they just don't even think about and they think, you know what, I was the same. I just want to focus on my football. I want to do what I can to get in the team because when you're that young, it's quite rare that you're, you know, a regular starting player. Um, so usually your biggest priority or your number one priority is to get yourself on that pitch, get in the team and try and play as regular as possible. Um, and that was the same for me. And I had... I didn't really ever have any other interests outside of football. It was just, I want to be a footballer. This is what I want to do. Didn't worry about anything else. And now, and every single athlete I know has always told me this as well. They've always said, you know, oh, I wish I did this or I should have done this years ago. I should have started this years ago. Because there's so many athletes that I've seen that get to a point in their career where they, they're retiring or they're about to retire or they have already retired. Um, and they're just kind of going, oh, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do now should have thought about this um, type thing and it's it can be quite daunting um you know you've, I've had friends who have gone through depression and it's a tough time that transition going from a professional athlete to what you're going to do after football um and I think it's it's extremely important that that the younger players get onto that now and try and think about these things now and early because at the end of the day they're only going to benefit from that um, and that's something I've tried to do especially since um, getting on board with Carly. Carly's helped me out a lot with that. And, um, and I've, I've probably, it's been a few years now that we've been working together um, and I've already started to see the benefits, the benefits from it. So, um, yeah, any, any younger players definitely need to... What do you think that trigger was, though, that made you think, I've got to start, I've got to start now? Well, honestly, before I spoke to you, I never really had anyone come and tell me, like in terms of branding and that sort of thing, I, I never had anyone come and talk to me about that stuff. I've always had people, especially my parents, especially my dad, calling me saying like, oh, you should do this, you should do this course, you should do this outside of football, um, which I've always tried to do. But again, I've never had any other interests. So I've done, I did do some stuff. I've done like my personal training course. I did um, my real estate license. I did, I've just done, I've just finished up a, um, a diploma of business now as well. Um, but all these things that I was doing at the time was just, I was just ticking them off just for the sake of it. It wasn't because, oh, I really want to do this. It was like, you know what, I should probably do something. Dad's on my back about it. He's calling me, pestering me about it all the time, saying, what am I doing outside of football? What am I doing now? Um, so I did do a few things, but it wasn't anything that I really thought about doing too much. Um, and it was just more so just to tick a box and say, oh, yeah, I've done this, Dad, like I've done something or that type of thing where now I realise how important it is to do all these things. And again... Um, for a young player, I think it is extremely important to do this 
find something that you're passionate about, find something else that you love outside of football that you can try and, you know, do on the side um, and prepare you for when you do get older and do get to my age and you do start thinking about what you're going to do when football finishes. Um, so, and I, and, and, and I think it's important to do as much as you can because then at the end of the day, there might be a few courses that you did that you know never going to use again, but there might be a few courses that you're like, you know what, I've done this, this and this. I like all of these things. And then you've got more opportunities to get involved in one of them or all of them when you finish playing. So I don't think there should be a limit on what you do. Um, I think as much as you can while you're, while you're, while you're young and while you're playing, because we do, being an athlete, we actually do get a fair bit of spare time after training, in between trainings. Um, and when we're travelling around and sitting around in hotels, you do get quite a lot of time to, to work on things and try and, and try and build something outside of, of football. So it's extremely important. I think you, you, you touched on a couple of cruel, uh, key points there. And, mm. and one of them is the fact that when you're young, you know, you're fighting hard for your spot. So that takes a lot of your energy yeah. and a lot of your time. Yeah. And it's a privileged thing also, I think, for young athletes. So what they actually do is when they come through is like, you know what, I gave up all of my youth to become a professional athlete. I gave up my Friday nights. I gave up my holidays. I gave up this, that and everything else. So it's a privilege for me and I don't have to study because, Mm. you know, I've worked hard. You know, the average person, yeah, they they have to study and they have to do that. But because I'm an athlete and I gave up all those, I sacrificed all those things as a kid, this is my privilege. I get to sit back and I get to do nothing yeah. outside of you know the sport itself. Yeah. So that's crucial. Another thing you said there is also is getting started. And mm. your interest as a twenty-year-old will change considerably to when they're thirty, or to when they're thirty yeah. or even forty. Yeah. Um, I had no idea when I was starting. You know, at twenty years of age, what I wanted to do. I did like yourself a few courses, and I thought, what am I doing here? I'm just ticking the box. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many times that you use some of those things or the people that you meet when you're starting off. Mm. And as I said, it doesn't have to be right out when you're early 20s. I am going to be this when I retire. It's just getting started. And then all yeah. of a sudden, your interest in something will spark an interest in another thing. Come by the time when you retire or you're looking at retiring, you've sort of narrowed that margin as to what you think you want to do. Yeah. Rather than starting when you're 30 or 35 going, I have no idea, let's start. And you're running out of time then. A lot of times you've got a mortgage, you've got a family, you've got financial constraints as well. So yeah. you need to find something and find something quick. So you've got a large net of opportunities and then you're just fine-tuning them. So when you come, when you hit your 30s, mid-30s, yeah. You sort of have a bit more of an idea, and it makes that transition a bit early. Well, I think the average person has seven career changes in their life. I think that's the statistic. So, if you think the average, you know, footballer plays, I think, till they're about thirty-two, you know, you've done twenty-plus years of one career. So, mm. that is abnormal. So, to think that you're going to go from a twenty-plus year career into the next thing that you're going to do to retire, that's 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 not yeah. going to happen. But I've been fortunate enough with Jack to see Jack's sort of journey over the last couple of years and I have seen how you've grown and putting yourself out there mm-hmm. um, and how you've put yourself out there. And, you know, you're probably in the A-League one of the most willing to put themselves out there at the moment and you've gotten the opportunities from it. So do you want to talk mm-hmm. through what some of those opportunities are? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, look, I've had, like I said, I've... I said before, I've started to see the benefits of um, focusing on these things outside of football. Obviously, as well as football, football's always been my num- number one priority and it will be until I, that day does come when I do end up retiring. Hopefully, it's a, way, a while away still. But um, yeah, it is important to have these other things. And I've started to see the benefits of 
the work that we've been doing together, um, opportunities coming my way where, you know, it can be sponsorship deals, um, it can be even just contacts and networking. People, the more people that see you out there, putting yourself out there, they want to be involved with you. They Like, you know, I have people message me saying, oh, I'd love to have a chat with you about this. I'd love to get you involved in this thing. And it's just started, a lot of things have just started to come my way. Um, and, you know, you do get the things like, you know, someone wants to give you a free this or a free that. And it's it's awesome, but I think it's also important to make sure that when you do align yourself with these these brands that you that do approach you, um, it is something that you do believe in or you do like um, and you do want to be involved in. You don't just start taking, oh, they're going to give me that for free. They're going to give me that for free. Or they're going to send me this. You don't just start taking things for the sake of it. It's more about picking something that aligns with you, something that you might be interested in, something that you like, something that you want to use. Um, and I think that's extremely important as, as well because as I've, I've spoken to you about it before, if you do turn into that person that starts just trying to take everything that comes your way, you can sort of devalue yourself as well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had a lot of opportunities, a lot of people that have wanted to get involved and I'm talking about people who I would have never have met really um, through what I do. You know, I've got CEOs of big big companies that might want to say oh, I'd love to catch up and have a chat about this or you know I've just started a new business so there's people that have been approaching me who like I said that they're, they're massive in their industry and they'll approach me and say this looks awesome I'd love to have a chat with you about this and it just opens all these doors just open up and this is all through what we've been doing um, with my branding with put myself out there um, and yeah as I said before sponsorships and and so many other brands have just wanted to get involved now um, since I've started doing this whereas Back in the back in the day when I was younger, it's like oh these per, these these guys might want to send you a pair of boots mm. and you're excited about it and you're like oh yeah I've got a pair of boots <laughs> like I'm buzzing but there's so many other things out and I'm talking about now these these opportunities that come in my way aren't just something for now it's it's something that's going to grow and it's relationships that you build for your future as well it's not just like oh I'll give you one of these and that's it it's it's these relationships that are extreme going to be extremely important for me when I've finished playing as well as now. Um, so yeah. yeah, having a strategy I think is really important because when you start putting yourself out there, a lot of people will show interest, mm. and then it's a matter of fine tuning, you know, what person to stick with or what opportunity yeah. to, to go ahead with. Because yeah. as I said, you get sent a pair of pants or shoes, yeah. or you know, give us a free holiday here and there. Yeah. And if you don't have a strategy, you just say, "Oh yes, I'll do that. I'll do yeah. that." And all of a sudden, that devalues your brand. So if yeah. you have a strategy in place, you know exactly what markets you want to target. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it helps filter out the stuff that isn't really important. And then yeah. also, you going in the back of your mind, you start thinking about right. Oh, well, what does actually a free pair of boots do to me long term? Mm. Yeah, it's it's nice to wear, and they'll be you know they'll be finished in three to six months but is it better to grab that free pair of shoes or to catch up with that ceo Mm. and spend some time with him because you know that your business could benefit from it and you can the amount of networks that you can get from that or or information or knowledge that you can extract out of that person you know that ceo is far more valuable for you into the future And, and what i've been trying to do now is with these brands or with these you know ceos or whoever it is that may approach me when i speak to them i always talk about creating a longer term relationship and starting something for the future not just oh yeah I'll do this for you now and then you never speak to him again it's more about trying to create something that's going to last and that's what they want as well they want relationships with someone they don't want to just some people might but a lot of them especially when you're talking about the the bigger people they they do want to get involved in in something that has a bit more emotion behind it as well it's not just about 
using them for this and using them for that and then using you for what they want to use you for. It's about creating that relationship where it works both ways and it can be a long-lasting relationship that goes on into the future. Thanks for listening to part one of the Commercial Athlete Podcast with Jack Hingard. Join Lee, Jack and myself soon to hear more for part two. Thanks for listening to the Commercial Athlete Podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, give us your comments and tell us what you want to hear more of. Catch you next time and if you want to connect with us, Agency X on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn.